Amen. We are praying about the harvest. I hope that many of you are taking part in what we're doing. At 10.02, we've set our alarms on our clocks and our phones. At 10.02, we're all, as many as can, are praying together. And I've had many of you uh, say that you're doing that, and I encourage that. Uh, and so uh, I want to I wanna thank you for that, doing that. Talking about harvest today, and so we're going to be in Matthew 13, 24 through 30. We was talking about our security thing, and this is how much I know that you love me. Uh, Jimmy said, if, if we have something happen, he said the whole praise team could just hide behind you, Pastor. That, would hurt, that wouldn't hurt so bad, except it's true. All right, we're in Matthew 13, 24 through 30. Let's all stand in honor of God's Word. This is my Bible, the living Word of God. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. This Word is the truth. It never changes and can never be destroyed. Right now, my mind is alert. My heart is open. I'm about to receive a life-changing experience. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. This is the parable of the weeds. And I wish that it had a little bit different language here. Because when I, think, when I hear weeds, I think of something big. And that's really not what it's talking about. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Uh, beginning with verse 24, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he said. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Let's pray. Father, we have a picture here today of what it is to be alive, Father. Either we are wheat or we're a weed. And your word says there's only two kinds of people, people that are following you or people that are following Satan. And we don't like to talk like that, but that's the way that it is, and we have to tell the truth. And so, Father, today I pray that we would see who we really are. I pray your Holy Spirit would convict us, and I pray that you would speak into our hearts, not the words that I say, but, Father, I pray your Holy Spirit would, would show us who we really are in light of your Scripture. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus talks a lot about harvest and and when he's talking about harvest to these folks, and when he's talking about the wheat field, uh, they understand what he's talking about. And most people in Jesus' day were either on the farm or they knew someone that was close to the farm, and that's not exactly the way that it is today. When you start talking about farming and start talking about harvest, most people, and, and probably more people in this area understand it than in a lot of places, but a lot of people don't have any idea what it is to harvest anything or, or where anything comes from. When I started, when Cindy started dating me, uh, 
after, after she begged me for a long time to go out with her, I finally gave in. And, and uh, I had her come out to my house, and she didn't have any idea where milk came from. And so I, I took her in there and, and showed her the tank and, and, and showed her all the milk. And she was just fascinated about, about all that. And I said, where'd you think milk came from? She said, I didn't know. I just went to the store and bought it. And uh, so it was, it was interesting. And so when, when Jesus talks about this, these guys have a pretty good idea what he's talking about. But even in the language that we have here, and when he talks about wheat and weeds, I think we get... We might have the wrong idea. I can remember as a little kid when I read this, I always thought about wheat. I, always, I understood what wheat was. I, I mean, we'd gone on vacation, we drove across Kansas, and you'd see all this wheat, and I'd seen all the pictures of the wheat, and you'd see all this nice wheat, and the wheat would turn brown and the combines would come in. But every now and then, uh, and I also knew what weeds was. Because in the garden, we'd have these weeds, and them old hogweeds would come up in your garden, and they had big, broad leaves, and they were a big weed. And so when I think weed, I think of a big old hogweed that comes up, and the girl's as big as your head, and, and they got these big, broad leaves. But that is not what Jesus is talking about here at all. And so when I was a kid, though, I thought, if, if, if this is what Jesus is talking about, and he's talking about a big wheat field, and there's weeds, and you can really tell where they are, and they're just scattered out here and there, and it'd be easy to pick them out, and that's what he's talking about. But that's not what Jesus is talking about at all. And he talks, he starts off and he says that, that, the, that the owner of the farm started off with good seed. He didn't sow any weeds when he was sowing the wheat. And that's what he really is, goes all the way back to creation. Uh, when, when God created the earth, he said it was good and everything was the way it was supposed to be. And it started off good. But then Satan came in and he just ruined everything. And sin enters in and, and the weeds come in. And, and I want you to notice that, that in this field, there are only two things. Wheat and weeds. And I think sometimes in our minds, we, we, we think that, that there is some sort of in-between. There's, there's a Christian that's, that's this Christian that's all in, and they're following God, and they're doing whatever God wants them to do, and they're, and they're praying, and they're, and they're doing, doing the things that, that Christians do, and they're reading their Bible, and they're following God, and they're all out, and they're really excited about God. And then there's this terrible sinner that's over here, and he's, he's so lost, he doesn't even know it, and he's into everything you can think of, and he's just awful. And then there's some, there's some sort of middle person, and they're pretty good, and they're not, off, they're not off doing all this stuff. They're not terrible sinners, but they're not, they're not really, they don't really do what the, 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 what the good Christian does. They're just good people. And so there's something sort of in the middle, and we, and we generally divide up humanity into three categories. The really, really good, the really, really bad, and then just the good old boy. But Jesus doesn't talk about the good old boy. He doesn't talk about the, the wheat that's just not quite up to par. The, it's, it's, it's trying real hard, but it's, it's, it's just kind of there. It's just, he says there's wheat and there's weeds. And the truth of the matter of it is, folks, you're either following God and all in, or you're following Satan. 
And we don't like to talk like that, and we don't like to say those things because that might hurt somebody's feelings. But I'm telling you, that's what the Word says. And when Jesus speaks, that's all he talks about. You're either all in, you're either following God, or you're following Satan. There's several scriptures that talk about that you're always letting someone be your father. There's always someone speaking into your life. And either God is speaking into your life and fathering you and drawing you in and you're following God, or literally the only other choice is Satan is your father. And if I ask any of you this morning, I doubt if anybody would say, oh yeah, Satan's my father. I got him a card for Father's Day. I love him. We don't act like that. But the truth of it is either we're all in with God or we're all in with Satan and there's just wheat and weeds and that's all there is. And each of us chooses who we're going to follow. And we are either a child of God or we are a child of the devil. And we're letting one or the other influence our lives. And a lot of people think that if I'm just good in the world's eyes, if the world just tells me that I'm good, then I'm going to be okay. I may not be super Christian, but I'm surely not super sinner. So if I'm, if I'm just good, and if I can just get people to agree with me and say, you know, you're really good. You're, I mean, how many times do we say, you know, they're a really good person? But Jesus never talks about being good. Jesus talks about being righteous. God calls us to be righteous. But lots of times... Even in the church, we have people and they say, well, I go to church with those people and I may not be a terrible sinner, but my life looks a lot like those people I go to church with and they're not doing the same things. They're, they're hypocrites. They do the same things I do and, and their life isn't any different than ours. And this is what Jesus is talking about when he's here. See, we, in our mind, we think that the weed is this, is this thing that sticks out and it's just drastically different than the everything else. That we can look at it and say, that is just flat out bad. But that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about a, a weed that's called Darnell. Don't ever name your kid Darnell. <laughs> I was thinking, about, well, and probably somebody here named Darnell. Sorry about that. I got to thinking about that when I was reading this. But they've got this, this weed is named Darnell. Okay, if anybody's named Darnell, I'm sorry. But this weed is named Darnell. That's what, they, that's what they call it. If you read the Amplified Bible, it says Darnell. And when Darnell comes up, he looks just like wheat. He looks just like it. You can't tell the difference. And in this uh, particular, uh, uh, what is this? What is the NIV? What do they call it? It is a version. In this particular version of the Bible, it doesn't really do a, a really great job of explaining it, but it says that the, that the wheat and the weed comes up together, and the only time that you can tell the difference between them is when they start to bear fruit. So all the while that they're growing up, for a long time, you can't see the difference. And the wheat and the weed grow up together, and, and they look a lot alike. And that's the way it is sometime in the church, isn't it? We all look alike, and on Sunday morning we all dress alike, and on Sunday morning we all talk alike. And if the world looks at us, they can't see the difference. But if you wait long enough, we'll start to produce fruit. Our life produces fruit. And in the Amplified Bible, it says at the time that the, that the grain started coming out, that the fruit began to produce, the servants said, oh my goodness, there's something wrong. 
how in the world? Master, didn't you just sow good seed? How, how did this happen? Where did this come from? All this stuff's coming up, and it looked like wheat up until right now, and now, now there's fruit coming out of it, and, and we can see that it's not the same thing. And, and what, what do we do when we see sin? Let's be honest, church. What do we do? We want to get rid of it. We want to get, there's some. There's, did you see what they did? Let's go gather us up a bunch of rocks and go stone them. That's the way we are when we see sin because we, because we hate it and we don't, we don't want sin. And, and he's talking about, he's talking about sin in the church. He's talking about, he's just talking about sin everywhere. He said, he said it shows up and it, and it shows up with the good and it shows up in the bad and it's all mixed together and you can't tell which one's which until you start watching fruit. And, and, and they say, well, we want, we want to go get rid of it. Let's go get rid of it. And that's kind of the way we are, isn't it? Let's go get rid of it. Now, I want you to imagine this morning. Brian Hawkins, I want you to stand up. Now, let's just say, and this is just, I'm just saying. Let's just say Brian's just doing something awful. And I, and I say, I'm just, I'm just weighed out in amongst everybody. Brian, you sorry, stinking thing. What's wrong with you? How come you keep doing those things? Well, I've already stepped on his mom's toes, and I've already stepped on his dad's toes. And Michelle's here close, and what in the world's he doing? You see what happens? Imagine now that this is all wheat out here, and and there's one weed out there, and his name is Brian. No. But imagine this is all wheat. As soon as I start out for him, I got big feet, 14s. How many stalks of wheat do you think I knocked down in one stomp? Stomp, 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 stomp. And then I get out there, I grab the weed, and who knows how much stuff I pull up with him. I've already made his mom and dad upset. And the people that are around him. You see what I'm saying? And sometimes we think, I'm the person to do that. I'm the one. I'm the one to go, and I'm going to go out there. And Jesus says, no, you're not. Now, does that mean we never address things? No, the Word talks about different places where it's okay for us to address sin and things like that within the church. And, 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 he, and, and Paul tells us how to do things like that. But Jesus says, for the most part, you're going to mess that up. And as you're trying to do good, you're going you're gonna to mess up more ground. And I don't, and Jesus is so careful. He says, I don't want you to mess up anybody on your way out there. I don't want to mess up anybody on your way back. And I sure don't want you while you're pulling it out that you would uproot anything else. When I was a kid, we used to cut a lot of alfalfa. And we'd chop hay and we'd follow the chopper around the field and we'd bale hay and we'd follow. And sometimes we had to go through a field to get, there was a, we had an old place back in the far, far corner of the farm and we had to go across the field to get to that place. And when we'd pull in that field that we had to cross, my dad would say, don't take the same track twice. You know, because it, you, there, was a, there was a quick way across the field, and, and you'd go through there the first time. But Dad would say, don't say, take the same track twice. Because if we'd start doing that over and over, it'd wear, 
we'd start killing we start killing alfalfa because we didn't want to knock it down we didn't don't take the same track twice and this is what jesus is saying he's saying i am the one that needs to handle this i will take care of this you let me speak into their life because chances are you're going to be even your best intentions are going to be misunderstood and I'll do that leave that up to me and I think sometimes in the church we, we have really really good intentions and we want to say the right thing and we want we don't want we don't Here's the deal. When I start talking to people and I say, why, why don't you want to come to church? You know what the number one answer is? Because there's hypocrites there. You know what Jesus says? Jesus says, I know that. Jesus says, I know that. And it doesn't bother Jesus at all that the hypocrites and the, and the fruit bearers are all together. It, it doesn't seem to bother him one bit. He doesn't say, go in there and rip them all out. He said, yeah, you, you're fine. You'll be fine. I have enough of the Holy Spirit in me that I can give you the power to live right next to the weed. And you're going to be fine. And you might minister to the weed and the weed would become transformed and changed. It doesn't bother Jesus at all. It bugs us to death. Oh, if we could just get rid of the hypocrites. We need them here. I've, I've been a hypocrite. I know none of you ever have. But you know someone who is. <laughs> we all know somebody who is. And you say, yeah, and I'd just like to, yeah. Jesus says, I'd do that. You don't worry about it. You're fine. It is fine for the weeds and the wheat to be together. It doesn't worry Jesus at all. It bothers us. But you notice it doesn't bother him one bit. He says, this is fine. And he says, when it comes time to take care of this, I'll take care of it. Because you'll mess it up. You don't know everything I know. You don't see everything I see. You don't know everything about the situation. I do. And when it comes time, I'll take care of it. And so as he goes on to this scripture, he talks about these, these things. Now, we're all like, let us take care of the weeds. Let us take care of being the judge. We'll take care of the problem for you now. And Jesus says, no, you'll mess it up. It's our nature to try to do that, but he says, I'll do it. And Jesus does not care at all that we live in the sinful world. He doesn't want it to be sinful, but he thinks it's okay that we live there. He says, we'll be all right. There's enough power in me to give you the power to live the life you're supposed to live in among this. And it's when the weed begins to produce fruit that there's a distinction made. What makes the distinction between your life and someone else's life? What kind of fruit are you bearing? What is the fruit of your life? You know, you always, we always... I always say time always tells the truth. If you watch someone's life, the fruit of their life will always tell what's in them. You know that? The fruit of their life always tells. And this is what Jesus says here. 
Jesus is saying, in time, in time, you'll be able to see where someone really is. The fruit of their life will show. And when that happens, I will handle this. In verses 29 and 30, he talks about this. He says, no, he answered, because, because while you're pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. He's worried. He's so worried about the wheat. He doesn't want to do anything that would ruin the wheat. He doesn't want to do anything that would ruin <coughs> the believer that, that would cause a believer to fall. So he said, no, 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 it's, it's fine. I'll take care of it. And he says, you may root up the wheat with them. Let both of them grow together into the harvest. You don't worry. Let them both grow. And at that time, I, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. I will handle this. I am the judge. You can, and the truth of the matter is, you can fool men, but you can't fool God, and God knows. And I want you to know this morning, and it would be easier if we didn't have to preach these kinds of messages, but this is what God calls us to from time to time. The picture of the harvest is both beautiful and horrifying. It's beautiful in that he gathers all the wheat, and he says, I'll gather all the wheat into my barn, into my house, what, I've, what I have made for them. And, and, and all the wheat is gathered together, and all the weeds are bundled together. And I got to thinking about this, and I was reading about uh, this, this harvest, and, and I was thinking about this. I don't know if you've ever watched uh, a show where someone gets arrested and they get thrown into prison. And they're put in with the most awful people that ever is or ever was. And they can't get away from them. And it's awful. The word says that if you are in sin, that you will be bound to the wicked. The wicked will be literally bound together. So if you are a liar or a gossip or a thief or a murderer or a raper, all of you will be bound together for eternity. Do you understand that? And I don't know. There's different, there's different philosophies about this. I read two or three different commentaries, and, and one guy thinks that, that all the liars will spend eternity together as liars. And all the you know, murderers or thieves will all be together, and I don't know if that's true. But the Word says that they will all be bound. They will all be somewhere together. Is that how you want to spend eternity? With the worst of the worst? And you'll say, well, I, there's no way that I'm that bad. We have to understand that any time we shake our fist at God and said, I will not do what you asked me to do, that we're the worst of the worst. We are saying, God, even though you made creation, that you, that you made everything, you run everything, you're over everything, you provide everything for me, you give me the breath to breathe, you give me the spark of life in me, I am not going to listen to what you have to say. Do you understand that makes us terrible people? That makes us a red-handed, rebellious person. I will not do what you want me to do. Have your kids ever said that to you? They just... They're getting mad and they shake. They usually start that when they're about 10 minutes old. 
And you can really see it good when they're about two. And even when they're infants, they just get stiff. They don't want to do what you want them to do. That's the way we are. Oh, well, no. (laughs) I'm far too sophisticated for that. It's all rebellion. All sin. We, we, We think there's kind of degrees. There's the worst, and then there's... It's all rebellion to God. And God says that I will take those. And he says, I'll pick through. And I know... I will look at the fruit of your life and I can tell by the fruit who you are and I will separate you out. And this I will bind together and you will spend eternity in hell with sinners. Or, he says, I will gather... This is the beautiful part. I think, I think harvest is one of the most beautiful things there is. I, I've watched combine. I love to watch combines, and they fill up that trough in the back, and the and the truck or something comes alongside, and just corn just blooms blowing out of that thing. I'm like, yeah. When I was a kid, we used to get semi truck loads of Milo, and and Dad would they would untarp that stuff, and they'd start loading that stuff out of the bottom and blowing it up into the harvest store. We had a guy named Ronnie uh, Ronnie Nash. And he was a real good friend of my dad. And I'd always get up there. I'd just love to peek over the corner and just see all the grain. And Ronnie'd go, get up in there. I'd just waller around in it. I, was a little, I mean, I'd take my shoes off and just barefoot waller around in the grain. I loved harvest. Harvest is awesome. And so you have this beautiful, wonderful time. And, and they go, and he, said, and he said, I'll gather you up into my barn. We get to spend eternity, and, and who is he gathering up? Fellow Christians. Do you know that if we're Christians, we get to spend eternity together? That we're not just going to get to worship together in this time of space, that we will be forever worshiping together? When I said that, Rayetta just smiled. Rayetta, we're going to be together forever. Doesn't that sound exciting? <laughs> I'll never have to say, you know, there will be a day that if, we, if, if the Lord tarries, that we'll separate by death. But we'll spend eternity together. That's a beautiful side of it. But we'll, and he said, I'll gather you together, and you stay in my barn with all of those who have gone before and all of those who will come ever after. But then there's this horrifying side. He said, if you're not, I'll gather you all together, and it will be eternal fire. You say, Pastor, why you preach that for? That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. But it don't have to be that way this morning. I don't know where you are in your life, but you may say, you know, I'm pretty good. Is that what Jesus says? Have you come to the place where you've given everything over to him? There is no middle ground. It's just I'm following God. Or you're following Satan, and that's all there is. And I, and I wish 
I could say it was different, but it's not. That's the way it is. What's the fruit of your life? When you're really honest, what is the fruit of your life? What is coming out of your life? What, is it fruit unto righteousness or is it fruit unto wickedness? What is it today? I want us to stand, Jimmy and Missy and Lance come. I'm going to give you an opportunity to come and pray this morning. You see, harvest is real and judgment is real. Hell is real. It's eternal separation from God. And this morning, you might say, well, I would sure hate to come to the altar this morning because people would know that I'm not right with God. You know that every Christian had to do that at one time or the other? When I was a little kid, I, I heard a message much like this, and I came and I gave my life to the Lord. And I stood up in front of my mom and dad, and I stood up in front of my church and my pastor, who I thought was awesome. And I had walked down the altar with my head hung. Oh, I was a little old kid, and I just, I was just the worst sinner that ever was. And I was. And I came down and prayed. And instead of them saying, you sorry, no good. They just were so happy for me. And they rejoiced with me. If that's you this morning, we would rejoice with you. You don't have to remain away from God. You can come and repent. And and what the Lord asks for us to do is to say, God, I know that I'm a sinner. And, And I can't tell you, I can't come to you and say, you've done this and this and this and this. The Holy Spirit, trust me, I have prayed from the wee hours of the morning that the Holy Spirit would come and convict you. So you already know. See, I could come and follow you around. I'd say, well, you probably shouldn't do this, probably shouldn't do that. And you'd say, why don't you shut up? But see, if the Holy Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit says, oh, and then you're like, oh, oh. See, people don't care what I say, but they really care what the Holy Spirit says. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you this morning, you know. And the Word says that we come and repent and we say, I know I've sinned and I hate sin and I don't want to do it anymore. And we come to this place where we just turn our back and say, I don't want to do that anymore. God, come and help me. And the Word says that He literally makes us new. He doesn't come to the weed and say, well, I'm going to cut off the fruit and make it look like wheat. He makes it brand new. He doesn't dress it up to where it looks like wheat and say, okay, there, you look a lot better. The word says he makes us all over again. It makes us new. Would you like to be new this morning? Would you like to be forgiven and clean and new? Don't be afraid today. A new life is waiting for you. If the Lord has spoke to you, you know it. 
come and we'll pray with you this morning as we sing. Come. Just as I am.